right, all right, all right. Well, good to have you tonight. We haven't exactly had everything go as smooth as we planned from about start of uh, this morning. We had trouble with the air conditioner up there this morning. We were trying to have men's Bible study, and I was about to roast. All them, I guess all those old men were all just comfortable. They were just sitting there enjoying it. And this younger guy, I'm the youngest one in that bunch, and uh, I said, man, guys, I got to do something. So I went to hunting and pecking and figuring out we had battery problems in the electronic thermostat, digital thermostat, but anyway, got that going and had, had to, I see a lot of y'all sitting down here close. I kind of like this. Maybe we need to leave, leave the elevator off where it don't work. You can't get up there to the top. Now, uh, I, I do want to say real quickly that if you didn't get a text about, if you did not get a text about the uh, elevator, we have, you're not on the flock note. And if you were on the flock note, you would have got a text about the elevator. So if you didn't get that, that's a good reason to have it. We keep you updated. You can text CT. Well, she's going to, she'll put a slide up there right there, right? Uh, CTCC Enid. And if you punch that in, put that where you're sending it, and then go down, I think, to the text part and type in the 84576, then that'll sign you up for it. And if you can't figure all that out, I got them backwards? Okay. All right. Hey, I've only done that about once, so that just shows you even us younger guys can have a struggle with that at times, too. Yeah. Well, I'm getting to that. Just hold on. I was going to say, if you don't know and, and you don't want to text it like that, then uh, sign, do sign up if you would like to. And we've passed that around several times and tried to get you on there. But we're not going to force you to, but it is a helpful thing. What it is is a big group text. We call it Flock Notes, and uh, it'll send you a simple text. You're not going to be in a group text where you get you know, a whole bunch of, you know, blowing up your phone kind of thing. But so if you type in that bottom number, 84576, and then type in CTCC Enid, uh, it will, or they can come see Whitney, or you can write it down on mom's, the, uh, the list there, put flock note, and we will keep you updated. Well, now, let me ask you a question. Are you expecting? Amen. Well, it's good. It's a good night. I tell you, this is pretty awesome. Everybody kind of sitting on down here a little closer. I feel like you're right here in our hip pocket. It's going to just feel great tonight. Well, tonight, uh, as we get ready to open, uh, let's uh, open with a word of prayer as Willie, Willie gives us an opportunity to come before the Lord. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we just welcome you in this place, Lord. We consecrate this time to you and and Lord, we just pray an anointing over Pastor Kelly as he gets ready to deliver the word tonight. Lord, I just pray that, that the words that you give him minister to everybody's heart that, that hears it. Lord, I pray that, that it sticks with them and that they carry it outside the four walls of the church, Lord. And Lord, we lift up Rusty as he ministers to us in song. And I pray that that touches us in the same way. Yes, Lord. Lord, we thank you for everything you do through this church. We give you the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, you know, tonight we get uh, Rusty back. He's only been been uh, or back after just a couple of weeks. Uh, maybe I think it is. But, you know, sometimes during different times of the year, we get these guys closer together. And we're thankful for the guys that are close that can come in and fill in for us when we have uh, different changes in in uh, in our scheduling or we just want to have them back because we like them so much. And so uh, we're just thankful for Rusty. So let's give Rusty a hand as he comes to lead us in song. You're going to do one. Oh.
We found a part of a truck down here, buried in the in the arena. Uh, it's just a nut. No, it wasn't Kelly, and it wasn't me. I heard y'all. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. I hope y'all understand this. Would you be free from your burden of sin? real quickly. Um, I want to remind us always to be thankful for what Dakota and Clarissa Davis have given us uh, in allowing us to use this building. Uh, the Davises have chosen the Enid Livestock Market to be their place and, and uh, of ministry as well, not just through what they do on Thursdays, but what they do on Tuesdays. And so uh, they're in big support of us, and so we appreciate them. Also uh, wanted to uh, remind you there'll be a f the Full Armor Men's Ministry on September 23rd through the 25th at Romano's. Uh, Willie will have a lot more information coming next week, uh, but that was a men's uh, deal that will be a Friday evening fellowship with a Saturday uh, full of service and and fellowship, and then a follow-up on Sunday. So uh, definitely uh, can take advantage of that. It will be down at Romano's at the old, our old ranch, uh, Glory Barn, and a pretty neat uh, facility as well as uh, just a place to get away. And now I just want to take just a moment to uh, 
remind you, this Saturday will be our first ranch, uh, or first uh, rodeo. We're calling it our first rodeo. It's a junior rodeo, or what we call a play day. Uh, It's just a relaxed event. It's not high dollars. It's not high-powered. But we'll have kids there that'll be loping and trotting, and some of them walking maybe around the barrels and poles. But it'll be a lot of fun. Families getting together and uh, kids growing in their ability to to ride and to 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 uh, uh, we'll have goat time, but we'll have uh, mainly just barrels, poles, and and a flag race. But our part as a church is to to uh, provide a facility. Also, we want to provide lunch for these people. And so some of them will be people that, that you'll recognize and know possibly, but some of them will be from this, all of them will be from this area. And one of the things that we see in, in doing this is it gives us an opportunity to start to reach and uh, and touch the lives of younger people and uh, and the cowboy people from the cowboy lifestyle. And so many of you have uh, have a heart for that and have a desire for that. And, and uh, but but what we can do as a church is provide also a lunch. And so we're going to have a lunch available there about 12 o'clock, and I'll share a message about 12.30, and uh, then we'll start the, the rodeo at 1, or the play day at 1. And so uh, they'll go through the different age groups, they'll go through the different events, and it'll take a, probably two or three hours. We're not, we're not going to have a, a large group. We haven't pushed it to advertise it to the whole world yet. We want to get one under our belt and kind of work through all the little bugs and all the little challenges and and things. But this is a future opportunity to really minister to a lot of people out there in the arena. And so the arena's right down here. As you came in, you turned here. If you would have kept going, you would have ended up at the the arena. So it's on down here to the east uh, end, and you can park there on the south end and and walk there. And and this lunch, we're just going to have hot dogs and uh, sloppy joes. Patty's going to make and Gary going to make sloppy joes and and Linda's offered to get the hot dogs and make the hot dogs. But uh, if you want to bring some chips, there's some that have already signed up to do just the packages, the packages of chips, uh, you know, the multi-packages. Is there anybody that will do that? Besides, oh man, I got hands everywhere. All right, so two or three of you up here. So if you, if they'll bring that, the between that, that that'll have that. Now uh, Gary was offering to go get hot dog buns and stuff like that. We just need to make sure we got enough. But if somebody wanted to, to get fifty hot dog buns, you know, somebody want to do that? Oh, not so fast. <laughs> Okay, right here we got, there's, there's, so you, you get 25, and you get 25. If Jackie isn't here, can you remember? He started to shake his head, no, but... Well, all right. So, so there we got some hot dog buns, and, and uh, what, about, what about Sloppy Joe buns? Ah, uh, what do you want to give now? Come on. I'm starting to auctioneer in here. Uh, actually, Gary was going to go get those, so he'll get the uh, get the the sloppy Joe buns because they'll know how many they need. And so, uh, we'll just just a little help, you know. People come out, and you can bring a lawn chair. Uh, there'll be some of these chairs probably out there, but we'll sit and watch and enjoy uh, a little time and uh, fellowship together. It's not as comfortable as it will be eventually. It's a work in progress. We just got it set up. We're going to add bleachers. We're going to add a. a, a gazebo. There's going to be a lot of things. Drinks. We're, uh, we could use some more uh, cases of water. A couple of cases of water would be great. So uh, bring those. That holds and we'll use that eventually anyway. So anybody, I don't have to know who's going to bring that. Just bring it and we'll have some 
So, and you'll make some cookies. Awesome. That would be good. Hey, dessert. Bring some other dessert. A little side dish wouldn't hurt a thing. Uh, bring something like that. We'll have tables set up and things down there with some electricity and stuff. So uh, it will be good. But I will be busy. Uh, Whitney will be busy. We'll be trying to get the horse event going and running. So uh, this will be done by some Linda and Larry and Patty and Gary are going to head that up, and, and so you guys are going to jump in there as well. So, all right, any other questions on that? That's this Saturday, 12 o'clock. I don't care what time the football game is. I don't even know. It's a six. Which one's that? There's only, oh, oh they're both okay. I was going to say there's only one that really matters. Okay. <laughs> Right, we ain't going now. We ain't going there. I just messing with y'all. I was going to say K State or something. I don't. Know. Yeah. <laughs> no, we are not going there. All right, let's pray. Let's let's play. Let's don't pray. Let's play. We're going to let we're going to let uh, Rusty come back in here and lead us in some more music. Let's give him a hand. Thank you, Jesus. Remember my song? There it is. Do what? That's all right. I'll get going again. I am weak, but thou art strong. Daily walking 
you. That is, uh, I had a guy, I played that the other night at a, at a park, a picnic that we did. And I had a friend of mine who said, what, what style is that? <laughs> That's Western Swing. I mean, I just kind of swung it a little bit. So... change in my life has been wrought since Jesus came to my heart. I have light in my soul which I long, I have sought since Jesus came into my heart. Since Jesus came into my heart. Since Jesus came into my heart. Floods of joy over my soul like the sea Jesus came into my heart. I have ceased from my wandering and going astray since Jesus came into my heart. All my sins, which were many, are now washed away since Jesus came into Hopefully you did. Hopefully you do. I am resolved no longer to linger, charmed by the world, delight. Things that are higher, things that are nobler, these have allured my sight.
singing along. Sing it. Wherever he leads. 
my Christ who loves me so wherever he leads I'll go I'll follow my Christ who loves me so That's good stuff, Rusty. I appreciate that. We have uh, always enjoy uh, always enjoy Rusty. We always tell him he's our favorite, and uh, he is until the next guy shows up. That's also our favorite. <laughs> I try not to tell him all the secret that every one of them is our favorite, but uh, but now we we love him and it's a blessing to have him come in and and sing. Well, listen, tonight I want to share a word with you. I, I began this morning, I do um, our morning Bible study, or I do a morning Bible study at High Call Ministries Facebook page. And, and you know, a lot of times I don't know before I start what it's going to be, but I'm in John chapter 8. Uh, if you want to go ahead and turn your Bibles there to John chapter 8. And uh, I, I began um, 
going over this verse this morning, and I, I just mentioned this might be my sermon for tonight, and I told him it'd be a little more organized than it was in the, in the, the deal this morning, because a lot of times I just sit down and, and open my Bible to, uh, not right before, but, but not long before, and God just, you know, we just kind of go a direction and just casually talk about Scripture on, in, that, in that time together uh, there for about 15 or 20, 30 minutes. But in John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32, you know, the title of this message is, Do You Know the Truth? And what I've learned is, is that, the truth, that, that the truth of God's Word will stand firm and overcome and in fact change the facts. The truth of God's Word will change the facts. The things that I see, the power of God in the truth of His Word can change those things that, that I see. But here in verse 31, he says, to the, to the Jew who had believed Him, Jesus said, If you hold to My teachings, you are really My disciples. Now notice who He's, who's he, he's addressing. He's saying, to the Jews who believed. He set a value there on and in those who believed. He said, I'm talking to the Jews, and we know Jesus came to more than just the Jews, but He initially came to them, but they rejected Him. But He separated the Jews, and He said, those who would believe. You know, I can tell you this, that, that I, I teach the Word of God in a way that if you're not interested or you don't, you don't want to learn and, you don't, and you're not hungry for God, you may, you may just wonder sometimes. Because the Word sometimes will pierce your heart. Sometimes the Word will get on your toes. Sometimes the Word will pick you apart. But it's because God wants us to be the best he, we can be. And He wants to, us to walk in all that He's provided. You know, I talk about this a lot. I, I want to know and understand this truth. And I've been hungry for it since I was 20 years old, and I'm not 20 anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit older than that. But you know, whenever I began to search God and, and, and pursue God, and then ultimately went into ministry, not by my choice, but because of the calling of God in me, wouldn't give me any other option. And, and I began to do that because I loved God, but I was hungry for the truth. And, and I want you to see what he says about the truth in verse 32. He says, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Now, again, that verse 31, he says, if you hold to my teachings, you're really my disciples. It demonstrates the, the holding of or the getting hold of the word of God. He didn't say if you're perfect in it. And a lot, I think a lot of times we, people will disqualify you and you'll disqualify yourself sometimes because you haven't yet achieved. I remember that struggle when I was in those early 20s trying to serve God and trying to straighten out my mind and my mouth and my, and my, and my anger and my, my frustration and all the things that, I, that kept me in a perpetual, seemingly, a perpetual life of sin and failure. And then I began to get a hold of it, and, and it came up in the men's Bible study this morning. Uh, it was just interesting how, how, how it came forth that we have to get settled on the Word that says we're born again, not by our righteousness and our goodness, but by the blood of Jesus. And we're going to look at that a little bit more as we go along here. But we hold to His teachings. You know, I wrote in my Bible, being consistent. That's what holding to it would mean there in that verse 31. But in verse 32, again, he says, you will know, then you will know the truth 
and the truth will set you free. Now, there's something that, that is a little bit misunderstood in this verse. Is a lot of people quote this verse as the truth will set you free. And you know, it says the truth will set you free, but you've got to take the first part of that verse and understand it's the truth that you know that sets you free. Notice what he said. Then you will know the truth. That's the first thing. We know the truth. You think about how many times some of you may not have, not have run to the altar the first time you heard you're, you're, you need Jesus. You, you didn't just flock to. Some of you ran a long ways and, and lived a pretty uh, hard life away from God before you finally came to the truth. But you didn't hear the truth one time. You heard the truth a lot of times. It was presented to you. Oh, you'd have that guy at work, or you'd have that grandma that was praying for you, or you'd have your family, or you'd have a school teacher, a friend. You'd have all these people that would come to you with the gospel. They'd come to you with the truth. They'd come to you, and you'd, you'd give them a reason why you couldn't have it, why it wasn't yours. And then one day, you begin to understand and know what that truth meant. And you finally gave your, gave your heart and your life to God, the truth I'm talking about, just in salvation. Now, here's the other thing about this. We don't want to just stop with salvation. The truth of God, you continue to get a hold of the, and, and know other truths of God, what He's done for you what He's provided you for, what He's empowered you to do, what He's given you in, in strength, in wisdom, in, in all these other promises that are God's truth that we need to learn and know. And we'll look at these uh, a little more as we go along. But I want you to see, again, I, I wrote this down, the truth you know sets you free. Notice it says that the truth is the source of our freedom. See, one of the things that we, we want even when we don't realize it, is freedom. Isn't that what we're in pursuit of? What does a two-year-old start to want? Freedom. Mine. First words might be mommy or daddy, but it's real close second. Right in there behind it is mine. Or, or no. Or they'll say, they'll resist. And then it just gets worse from there. <laughs> Having four kids that are, my youngest has now started a freshman in college. I am well versed and experienced in challenges of raising kids and teenagers. And, and I can guarantee you, we wanted, they want to be free. We wanted to be free. We wanted all our own choice. And we thought, by golly, that we were going to have some time in our life where we were not going to ever answer to anybody. And then you realize you're always answering to somebody. And you know what? Here's the thing. When we just rest in the fact that ultimately there is one that I answer to, and that is God. And I decide that my freedom is not, I can be free to do a whole lot of other things, but it'll never fulfill me until I come to that, that place that I just say, okay, yes, Lord, I'm yours. I love some of the songs that we didn't talk about, but how fitting some of these songs are that, that Rusty brought in here tonight. How, how we just are challenged to, to put it in that place. But notice it, it also says that until you know that truth, that you can't be free. Think about that. He says, then you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. But if you don't know the truth, freedom, we don't receive it. See, our lives are, are changed by the, the, by the truth that we know. You know, I think about people who sadly stop at ga gathering and understanding and a truth of what God has done for us at salvation. 
and churches that only preach salvation and only lead you to the cross. When, when we get to the cross, we've just opened up a whole world of, of help, of hope, of strength, of power, of, of assignment, of responsibility. I mean, it just keeps going from there of what God has provided for us in and through the cross. It all begins there, but it doesn't end there. It doesn't stop there. God continues to grow us. And, 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 but, but look at this verse 33. It's interesting. It says, then they, they answered him, talking about the Jews that he was talking to. He said, we are, we are Abraham's descendants and, you have, and, and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? They, they didn't understand. And I can tell you this, that there's a, a world of people out there that have no idea that they're lost and in need of a Savior. That's one of Gizmo. Gizmo would come, comes, the, the rodeo, professional rodeo clown that comes and ministers so effectively. He's watching almost every week, and, and he'll be watching, I'm sure. And, and we love Gizmo. And, 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 but he, one of the things he talked about, he said, I go to these rodeos, and I go to these cowboys, and I do these cowboy churches, and I minister while I'm there. And he says, one of the things that i got to do before I can get people saved is i got to understand they're lost. they got to understand they're in need of a Savior. And I think that's one of the things that we have a world of people, and I've talked about this over the last few weeks, how a younger generation can't see the value of an antiquated, uh, an old-time gospel. We love it. We open the Bible, we say, this is truth. We were raised by parents that said, because I said so. Or you were the parent that said, because I said so. You know what I mean? Your kid, you say, your kid turns around and says, why? And you said, because I said so. Now, why is that good enough? It's good enough because we knew that we were the authority. But there's a whole world of people, right or wrong. It's, not, it's just the generation that they are, the, the environment that they're in. They've been given a little thing called a phone that'll do anything and everything, and it's full. They have been raised with information. They've been raised with all this stuff. So we've got to approach things in a way that helps them see the value of a life in Christ. A lot of times they have no understanding of this. And so we've got to figure out ways to preach the gospel that, that can reach them. But a lot of times people don't have any idea or understanding. You know, in in sharing the gospel when you go and you you share if you ever was at a was a part of a church that did that we we, we, we when i was in uh over in a church in stillwater when and early in ministry one of the things we did is we went door to door anybody ever gone door to door knocking on doors sharing the gospel oh did you like it uh, <laughs> a lot of times we didn't. I mean, if you do, I, I appreciate you, and I will set you up. I will give you Bibles. I will give you all the material in the world you can. And I, and, and, but it's difficult, and that's why we don't like it. You get rejected, and that's why you don't like it. But one of the things that you come out of that with is an understanding of how to share your faith. The thing it did for me was it taught me how to share my faith when given the opportunity. And you know what? We, we got to continue to open, open every door, take every advantage, pray for opportunities for God to use you to share your faith, to, 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 uh, to share the truth of the gospel, and learn to know. 
One of the things we give away is free, and I think we're out of them right now, and uh, stuff is back ordered. We give away the Cowboy Bibles that have testimonies, the little ones. Now, I noticed he's got a couple of, are you giving them away, or you just got two of them just because you need one for each hand? You give him one of them away? Okay. He, he's got a, if you don't have a Bible and you need one, he's got a paperback uh, Christian, Cowboys for Christ, uh, it says easy read version. That's one of the things God convicted me of, get into a translation that it's a, whole it's a whole Bible, not just, okay. The ones we give are just the little ones that got the testimonies in them. We also give another thing that is called um, First Steps for New Believers, I believe is what it's called. It's something about new believers. And anybody who's, who, who gives their life to Jesus Christ, we give that book to them. But you can also take that so that you have a way to share or, to, or you say, man, I, I don't know exactly all to do, but this book will help us uh, understand it. Let's read it together. Or take somebody through and help them understand. You know, they got to know, they didn't even know that they were, that they were bound. They didn't know they need freedom. So there's a whole lot of things that, that people uh, live a life not walking in the truth of God's Word and they don't even realize that, that sometimes they're bound. And we can be that way as well. Let's look at verse 37 here. He says, uh, <clears throat> In verse 37, says, I, I know that you are Abraham's descendants, yet you are looking for a way to kill me because you have no room for my word. I'm telling you that, that what I have seen, what I have seen in the Father's presence, you are, you are, and you are doing what you are doing, what you have heard from your father. I'm having a hard time reading that, but that's what it says. Jesus has said, I'm following my father and you're following yours is what he's saying. But in that verse 37, notice what he said. He said, I know that you are Abraham's descendants. I know that you got the bloodline. I know you grew up in church. I know you, I, I, I know you say you believe in God. But notice the condemning part of this. He said, you are looking for a way to kill me because you have no room for my word. See, how many times do people come to church, attend church, maybe grew up in church, Maybe feel like, an, and I'll hear this as an excuse, I'm sure none of you would ever say this, but I've heard people say this, they'll say, well, I'm better than half of those, most of those people that go to that church. I've, I've heard that excuse a lot of times, or I've heard that statement a lot of times. They're judging their spiritual life and their eternity on the outward works that they do compared to somebody else. And Jesus, He, he didn't want them comparing themselves to anybody else. You grew up in church, so what? But do you know the truth? And he said, there's no room in your heart for my word. There's no room in my heart, in your heart, for me. You know, there's a lot of people that we, wanna, we want only fire insurance, people that want only fire insurance, they just don't want to go to hell. But man, Jesus is saying, look, open yourself up to the truth. And I know you guys are all there. Maybe it's people that are watching. Maybe it might be somebody that you that you know, but I tell you what, whenever we can we can come to that, we gotta come to that saving knowledge, that place in our, our heart and our life where we give room for his word. God, I want your word regardless regardless of did it just cut out for just a minute? Uh, regardless of my, how it might hurt, regardless of how it might cut me or prune me. What did Jesus say in John chapter 15? He said, I'm gonna prune the good branches so they can do what? Produce more. It's only for God's, it's only for the good that God has for us. 
Listen, what, what, are, what, are they, what are they, were they bound in? They were bound in sin, but sin is broken. You see, the power of, of the lie is broken. Look at verse 42. He says, And Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I have come here from God. Remember, he's talking to the Jews that are rejecting him. And he says, Have I, have I not come on my own? God, uh, I have not come on my own, but God sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you're unable to hear what I say. You know, this is one of the reasons that we should pray before we witness to people. I, I was in New York City uh, seeing our oldest daughter. It's the first and only time that I've been there. I'm not saying I will never go back, but, you know, I'm not in a huge hurry. If I do, I, I will. But we got on the subways. And if you've ever been to New York City and you've ever seen all the people and all the experience of, of New York, there's great things. And then there's things that you go, whew, I can't wait to get out of here. But you know, subways is not a, it's a, it's a great transportation, but man, it's not something I'd want to have to do every day. But we're packed in this, in this subway with all these people. And this was in about 2019, probably or 18 or 19, I think at 19. And there was a man stood up. Everybody's pretty quiet. He stood up and he starts reading the Bible really loud. And he's reading the most condemning scripture you can imagine. And, and he just kept reading it. And he's just mean and he's just mad. And he just, you know, he hadn't, I, I don't know what he was trying to accomplish. I, I wanted to stand up and ask him, how many people have you actually reached with this method of, of preaching? But here's the thing, regardless of how we do it or what we do, we first of all ought to have the heart of God for the people. If we love them enough, we ought to want them to hear the truth. And sometimes that's hard. So I'm not saying we can't not say what is sin and what's not, what is right and what's wrong. We've got to speak the word. We've got to speak the truth. But the thing that we need to do is pray so that their hearts do have an opportunity to hear. Because the Bible does talk about the Holy Spirit will draw people. I pray our prayer for this, for this ministry, everything that I do in ministry, God, draw me in from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Draw me in. Bring them, Lord. Bring the ones that are called to be here. Bring the ones that we can minister to. to. Bring the ones that you desire for us. And those are the things that I pray. And then I pray for opportunities. At the end of my Bible study every morning, pray God puts you in a place, you know, go out and do something good for somebody and go get them for Jesus. Set that as your heart and your desire and pray, God, give me opportunity and prepare their heart to receive. Give me words to speak. You know, see, you can do this. I, I, I tell you what, I don't, I had the last three weeks I have not planned on challenging you so hard to witness, but have you noticed there's a theme you who have been here every week? And see, I don't see a bunch of older folks that are on the end of their, well, some of you are on, you're, you're towards the end of your life. That's it. Come on, we can have a little fun with that. But you're not done till you quit breathing. And God has something for you to do, and He can continue to use you. I'm going to tell you, I've said it every week, your prayers for me and for the church and for God to work in this church and in this name, those prayers, are. you may not feel like there's anything good happening at times because you don't see the fruit, but you continue to sow those seeds, you continue to speak those words, and you continue to say, God, use me. And you never know when that opportunity will come. Oh, Gary, right sitting up there, that guy in the blue with the old hat, with that pretty white-haired lady sitting right next to him, that old camo hat. 
Gary had never led a man to the Lord. He's been a Christian all, pretty much all of his life. Grew up in a Christian home. He's told me stories about things. At 89, were you 89? No, you're only 82. I'm just kidding. <laughs> At 82 years old, he got to lead his neighbor to the Lord. Now he witnessed and preached to his neighbor, not hard, for three years he shared the gospel. He shared the love of Jesus. He talked about He befriended him. He didn't always talk about Jesus in the Bible. He wasn't over there thumping it, you know, and you need to be keeping this right. He loved on the man, but he shared that what God had begun to do in his life. He got to lead that man to the Lord just a year or nine months before he died. He got sick after that, not too long after that. God knew. Now, I guarantee you Gary was a big part of that, but Gary wasn't the only one that got Charles... Charles born again. It was his, probably his mate. I don't know. But now that he's in heaven, he's probably getting to know the people who stood in prayer for him, who lifted him up, who held him, that he had no clue that they even cared. It probably goes clear back to his Sunday school teacher, maybe if he even got to go to church. Who knows? It may have been the, the, the person who just occasionally was in his presence, but would love on him and pray for him. That's the kind of thing that we need to pray so that they're able to hear because these people were unable to hear. Why? Because their heart had no room for the truth. No room for the Word. But see... Notice, notice how this continues on. It says, uh, verse 40, 44, he says, you belong to your father. Remember, he's, he's talking to these who are rejecting him, trying to kill him. He says that you are your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there was no truth in him. Where, when he lies, he speaks his native language. For he is a liar and the father of it. You know, if you ever hear something whispering in your ear like you, you ought to just end it. Nobody cares or you're not good enough or you're not. You ever, you ever hear a lie that says you can't? That's probably the devil. And you know what they just said about the devil? There's no truth in him. If we know the devil's coming at us with fear to destroy us, hopelessness to hold us down, doubt to stop us from doing anything, any of those negative things, we ought to automatically just laugh. Kind of like I do at some that are, I was talking about the Northeast earlier, like last week, I mean. Some spout things that you just go, how is that true? Okay, I'm going to stay away from that. But we hear some things, we hear some things that we're just like, oh my goodness, and what is this? But there's no truth in something. But, but the devil will absolutely come into our heart and into our mind, not to dwell in, not to possess, but he'll come at us with thoughts and he'll say, it's over, you're done, you're not smart enough, you're not good enough, you're not educated enough, you don't know enough of the Bible, you can't understand He'll have all these lies from the pit of hell. And we ought to ask ourselves this, we ought to say, God, uh, what does your truth say? You see, they were, he was challenging them with that. Listen, I got I to move on here, but 
I want us to, uh, I got no idea what time it is. The confidence monitor, confidence monitor isn't on and we got no time. Okay, I'm in good shape. All right, good deal. Not that the time means a whole lot, I just wanted to check it. Oh, you know I always take good care of you on time. <clears throat> so, I want, you to, I want you to go, we're going to go through real quickly just three, three quick things. Well, no, wait a minute. Let's look at, uh, let's look at uh, the things that, got, that, that the truth freed us from. First of all was sin's guilt. Look at Romans chapter 8. We're not going to get through this message tonight. I had a real good two-part message. I, I, I knew it. I told Whitney. I said, go ahead and put all the notes in. But I said, I guarantee I've got two sermons in these notes. I've about got two sermons every time, don't I? But here we go. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. I don't know about you, but this was one of the key things that helped me. Because one of the things that we're free from is the power of sin in our lives. See, the, the power of the lie is broken. The power, it says the truth, I wrote down the truth of the gospel. The good news brings life. And it shines light in the darkness. That sin is broken off of our lives. That's the first thing. The second thing is this, is Romans chapter 8 verse 1. Notice he says, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Well, we know from other scripture what it takes to be in Christ Jesus. To call Him Lord. To invite Him into our heart and life. To surrender our life to Him. To make Jesus Lord. When we become born again, in other words, we're in Christ and it says there is therefore now no condemnation. So one of the things that they were free from was the guilt of sin. Guilt has no power over you anymore. And so when the devil, when the lie comes in with guilt and shame over your past, over your failures, and listen, they could have been calculated. They could have been evil. They could have been bad. I'm not saying, I'm not negating the, the, the effect or, the, or the, 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 what they were, but they weren't greater than the blood of Jesus. They weren't greater than what Jesus took care of. One of the things He freed us from is the guilt of sin. So when guilt tries to come in, but see, here's the thing, we've got to take the truth of God's Word. He says, there is therefore now no, no, none, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. When I give my heart and my life to Jesus Christ, I become new. The other verse that would go along with that is 2 Corinthians 5.17. If any man, if any person is in Christ Jesus, all things have passed away, all things have become new. Our spirit's born again. That's talking about the new birth. We're born again, and when we're born again, that means all that old man's dead. You know what, what fits right in that? The next thing is that, that sin no longer has control of us. Look at, look at verse 2. He says, Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit, the Spirit who gives life has set us free from the law of sin and death. He set us free from that. It has no power over our lives anymore. And the other thing that it does is sin's control, and, and that's it had, no longer has power there. You know, uh, I, I want us to look at uh, also Romans chapter 3. you got to see this. And I'm going to tell you what, it may be a reminder to you. And it may be something that you're still dealing with. Because I remember going through years of holding on to past failures and sin. Being reminded by the devil. Remember, the devil's the father of lies. There's no truth in him. 
He'll come at us with the remembrance of, but you did it. You failed. You this. You that. And I remember trying to beat myself up enough to make myself feel better. But finally, I just had to say, God, by faith, I'm going to take your truth and I'm going to let it change the fact that I was a sinner and that I failed and that I failed maybe an hour ago. I may have failed, you know, last week. And it might have been six months. It might have been ten years. But it's all under the blood because the Bible says in Second or in First John one nine that if we confess our sin, He's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Those are all scriptures that we got to have in order to walk free from the guilt of sin. I'm not saying that we don't have to sometimes pay the price for sin. But it doesn't have to hold us in bondage. It doesn't have to hold us in guilt and shame. It doesn't have to keep us from coming boldly to the throne of grace. It doesn't give us that, that, uh, that freedom. I mean, it doesn't keep us from that freedom. Notice here in verse 23 of, of Romans chapter 3. He said, this, this righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between the Jew and the Gentile. Oh, I'm sorry, I read verse... 22. Now we're reading verse 23. He says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And, and people say, I, I, that's right. People say, Amen. And people will stop there. I've heard that scripture quoted more times than I can even count. I hear it all the time. You get around folks from every denomination, they'll quote that scripture. And it's true. But I want you to notice something. He said, all have, fallen, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But there's something on the NIV version. You see that little thing there at the end after God? It's a comma. In the King James, it has a semicolon. In the NLT, the New Living Translation, I believe it is, it says, and... Now, I was not, real, I was not a real good English student, all right? I just kind of made a C in high school, and then I went on to college and, and took comp one, and I did, make a, I did make a B or an A or something. I don't know. I, but I learned some things. I, I don't know everything about the English language, but I know what a comma, a semicolon, and an and, they are things that bring two thoughts together, or it's the continuation of a thought, right? And, I believe, is a conjunction. Is that right? All you English students, you know, it's a conjunction. What is conjunction? It means it's, what, what, was the, what was the conjunction, junction? Yeah, what's your function? Yeah, she was singing it. She was singing it. She knew it. He were too, yeah. See, here's the thing. That means he didn't stop there. And I'm telling you, when I read this this afternoon, I was one of them little shouting things. I had to get up. And I, I thought, man, this is so awesome. These people are going to love this because he didn't stop there. And so look at verse 24. See, the breaking of the verses was up to the translators. They didn't have all that stuff when they, when they original. He said, God, verse 24, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. That's the shouting ground right there. Because we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And we've got to have that realization. But we don't stay in that place of all sinning and falling short of the glory of God. 
When we step into the grace that God provided, when we step into what Jesus has done for us, and we remember that, and we take that truth, don't ever stop with that. I tell you all the time, don't identify yourself as a sinner. Identify yourself as a righteous believer who sins. There's a difference. Because I didn't stop. God changed me. He transformed me. Because the lie of the devil says you've all sinned. You're a sinner. He hammers you with that. And I'm telling you, some of us fight it. Some of you, I, I don't anymore. But some people fight that worse than others. Some people are just in their head more, I guess. Some people are more analytical. Some people are, 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 are focusing on every little detail. But here's the thing. He didn't stop there. He said in verse 24, and all, and all. In fact, say that. Say, and all. And all. See, that brought us all in. And all, and all are justified freely. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to work hard enough for it. You can only cry so many tears over your sin and your failure. Eventually, you got to step up and say, okay, God, I'm going to take what you said by faith. Because here's the thing. God truly knows you're sorry. True, God, now, He may not be able to fix everything with people, but He's got to fix things with you first. And when you can fix things with you, I'm going to tell you what, the, the, the forgiveness was almost my sermon tonight, but the power of forgiveness is, is huge. God towards us, yes. But the next area of forgiveness that we've got to settle is forgiveness of us. Because some of you are harder on you than you are anybody else. Because you've made more mistakes than you can count. And I can say, I feel you, man. <laughs> but you know what? We, can, we freely receive it by His grace. Through what? The redemption that came by Christ Jesus. What does redemption mean? He paid it. He paid for it. He, he took care of it. He paid for it. You know, when we fall on that truth, I wrote this out this afternoon. I pretty much said it, but I want to read it. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. This is truth, but he didn't stop there. The King James has a semicolon. The NIV has a, or the New King James has a comma. And these two thoughts are brought together. You know, the fact that we're justified. I wrote down here, Jesus removed it all. He redeemed you. And that's the truth. Now see, here's the thing. We can, we can take the, the truth of God's Word and settle with finality. God, I'm, I'm falling on that. I'm not good enough in myself. But I'm not by myself. I'm in you. You know, we're going to close uh, this, this part of the sermon. I'm going to close in, in prayer. But my challenge to you, I think there's two or three different types of people here. There's, there's probably some who maybe you have a good handle on this, but, but you just needed a refresher. There's some of you that you're born again, but man, you're still bound. You know, there was a, 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 a time where Jesus called Lazarus forth from the grave. And he said, loose them and set them free. You know, they could have left him bound, even though he was alive. But he said, loose him and set him free. And you know what? The power of God is available to each of us. If we'll have ears to hear and room in our heart to receive it. You got to quit arguing with God 
about whether or not you're forgiven and whether or not you're able to get over it. You gotta, you, you just at some point gotta say, okay, God, I'll just take your word on it. I teach that all the time about other things, but, but this is a powerful thing. You gotta say, okay, God, your word is enough. Yeah, I was a sinner. But I'm saved by grace and I'm redeemed by the power of the cross. And because I've repented, your word, your truth, 1 John 1, 9, says that you're faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And so I'm going to let my past be past. Today's the day. I had no idea how this service was going to go or how many of you were going to be here. I didn't get any notes slipped. You need, to, you need to preach on this. The Holy Spirit knew exactly who was going to be here. And now we got to make a decision. What am I going to do with it? You right there where you're sitting as we pray, you say, Lord, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do every bit of that. I'm going to receive the truth that says, I'm forgiven. Jesus paid the price. It's enough. That's for all you believers. That's for all who have already made Jesus Lord. You've already confessed Jesus Lord, but you're not even real sure. Some of you, are, you're not even real sure you're saved because of this right here. But take the truth of God's Word tonight. Let's pray. Father, we just come before you tonight. And, and Lord, I thank you that you knew exactly who was going to be here. I didn't. There's a lot of people here I didn't even know or I don't know yet. But Father God, I know absolutely that you're speaking into the lives of people who are new and who are old here. There may be some who've come here for years and yet you've remained bound. You've been a Christian all your life or maybe just for a few months or years. But you've been bound because you can't walk in the truth of what Jesus provided, and tonight's your night to be free. I'm declaring the truth of God's Word and the power of it to break the bondage of your past, and your sin, and your failure, and your remembrance, and your holding yourself in contempt. Romans 8.1, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If you've made Jesus Lord, you have opportunity to be free. So, Father, I pray that, that everyone be free tonight. That tonight they make a choice and a decision. This is a new day for me. Just like being born again, now I'm going to walk free. Free of failure, free of past, free of sin. I'm going to forgive, first of all, myself. Father God, I praise you and I thank you that those who are making that choice and that decision... You hear their heart. You see their life. Now, Father, I praise, I'll pray also for any who would not have, who are at this place. You could be young or old, but you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. The Holy Spirit draws you now to come to a place that you say, I want Jesus to be my Lord, truly my Lord. I want to lay everything else aside and I want to offer my life 
while everybody's heads are bowed and eyes are closed if there's anybody who needs to needs to make that decision you, you just wave at me say I need to make that decision today I don't want to assume I would have guessed everybody okay but I don't like guessing I want to know you have that opportunity and if you're watching online God's actually absolutely speaking to you whether it's tonight live or a year from now now, Father, I praise you and I thank you that we, we, we decided tonight to be changed, to be transformed by the power of your word, by the truth by, uh, that we know. So, Father, I pray that we receive it, walk in it, and, Lord, we declare the devil has no place in our thoughts, in our hearts, in our lives anymore, that we're free. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, listen, I, I tell you what, I'm, I'm excited about the fact that the Spirit of God moved tonight, and I believe He's speaking to many of you. And as, you get, as we close this service with some songs by, uh, as, as He comes back, I just want you to have an opportunity to minister to, to uh, the Lord. And, and a few are going to slip upstairs to pray. If you'd like prayer, maybe this thing's just too much for you. You want to pray. You're sure welcome to come up there with us. We'll be up there in that side room. Otherwise, we're going to, some of them are going to slip down and try to slip out. This is going to be a little awkward without the, without the elevator, I think, uh, working, but, uh, but we'll get through it. But you guys, uh, you guys go ahead and give uh, Rusty a hand as he comes back to sing a couple of songs. And I'm going to pray if you'd like to.
a stranger Never worry that he can't repay For in time you'll be repaid ten times over In God's eyes he sees it this way sheep in a meadow now and then a lamb goes astray but open arms should await his returning in God's eyes he sees it this way Would y'all be surprised to know that Willie Nelson wrote that tune? <laughs> That's a Willie Nelson tune. Y'all know this song, so I thought we could just uh, kind of close out with this song.
I was blind, I was blind, but now I see. I see. Thank you all. God bless you. Let's stay up here. I, I tell you what, he's a blessing, isn't he? and and you know I love the fact that he never worried about uh, what else goes on in the service as far as cutting into his time. He's always just said, Lord, you know, do what the Lord leads you to do, and that's one of the blessings that he has of him being here. But uh, anyway, we're thankful for him. So let's pray a blessing over him. Kevin's going to close us in prayer. Lord, thank you for this cowboy church. Thank you for the message from Kelly and uh, the music from Rusty. Uh, if anybody out here does have that tug and knows that Jesus come into their heart tonight, if uh, you want to come and talk to any one of us elders or Kelly, uh, we won't put any high pressure on you or anything. Uh, if you want to talk in your barn or whatever you're comfortable with, um, we'd sure like to help lead you that way because that's what you know, that's what this whole world's about, is getting Jesus in your heart. Um, be with us this week, uh, with, which sure could use some rain. Sure appreciate the little rain showers we've been getting. Uh, we know you're the only one that can supply that for us. Please be with our government. Lord knows they need it. Um, be with everyone as they go home this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all. We'll uh, see some of you Saturday. Bring somebody back with you next week. We will be tearing down. Thank you.